in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Welcome, everybody, to this week's edition of the Top Ten Show. I am John Roca. I am Matt Nost. And we are still recovering from our incredible trip to Chicago to do two live shows uh, for our incredible fans who came out to see us. What what a show. Uh, it was fantastic. Um, we'll be releasing that show later on at some point. We uh, Do we want to announce the date on that, or do we want to keep it close to the vest? <laughs> we, I think it's coming out certainly in the next couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, something like that. Uh, it's coming out in the next couple of weeks. You know, it's kind of like we, you know, we have to edit that thing, get it, get it through the, go, run it through the processor and all that jazz. But also, you know, it's kind of, you know, we want to make y'all wait a little bit. Those of you who couldn't come to the show, you know, wait a little bit, and then we'll, we'll, you'll have, you'll get to listen to the audio of it. It was a hell of an experience. A lot of shit went down. Yeah. Uh, I think the the secondary benefit of that is those that came. Maybe hopefully in that short amount of time, I forget a few things. So then they hear they're like, oh yeah, right, that part. I forgot yeah. about that part. Yeah, fucking Malort. <laughs> which is you know polish turpentine that they pass off as is booze oh my god to people um i think by the second show i was so i was apparently i was drunk by the second show and i was eating tater tots and onion rings on the stage you don't remember it? i do remember that i didn't think i was that drunk but it seemed to me okay to eat tater tots and onion rings in the middle of a show and that uh, seems unprofessional to me it's ex- Yes and no. Okay. Yes and no. Did you feel I was being unprofessional as you were watching me eat tater tots? No. I mean, look, from the start of the show, and I don't want to reveal what happened. Right. Yes. We don't want to give away all the secrets. Not too many. Uh, and this is on the second show, but yeah, you were, you were interesting uh, from from moment one. But I think it devolves pretty quickly with what we did to open and yeah. then where that went right after that, <laughs> which I wish we had video of that. Yeah, the, the craziness that, that transpired in the room. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that show will be, we're going to release them as two separate. Um, one show will be out in a couple of weeks, more than likely, and then yeah. another one, we're not sure. Yeah. The other one sure might yet. be behind a Patreon wall, or the other one might yeah. be- For a time, maybe. For a we'll time, yeah. It. And then eventually we'll release it. Yeah, that's certainly a thing. And um, we really want to thank also to start off like- to start off, uh, thanks to Kristen Smith, Chris Alexakos, uh, a number of other people who helped to make this happen in Chicago and rallied the troops. Because uh, when we first started putting the tickets on sale, it wasn't looking so good. And then eventually it really skyrocketed as we got yeah. closer to celebration. Well, I think also, too, their ticketing system, um, it was like hieroglyphics. And it took oh, yeah. a solid 36 to 48 hours. You remember that when I called you? Oh, yeah, the yeah. That's right. And I was like, all right, I finally figured it out. <laughs> here's what this means. Here's what this means. And here's and it's like you have to subtract now from the top one and add to the second and yeah. vice versa for, to get this ticket number. Just like, okay. Because uh, it didn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense. It was initially. certainly madness, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it looked like we hadn't – somebody brought it up. And they're like, oh, you know – the Asking that. Oh, mm-hmm. so it picked up. And I was like, actually, the, the system didn't make a lot of sense yeah. at first. So we – when we thought we had only sold X, we'd done about thirty percent more than that. Yeah, right. Just right, like, right. oh, we had no, we were in the dark, <laughs> so we're we're giving Chicago shit. 
because uh, we didn't sell out instantly. God damn it! No, no, we instantly. wanted to. We wanted to because London was almost almost sold out within the first two weeks. Yeah. So to see it, well, yeah, the, then it was the final trickle for those yeah. last twenty seats to eventually sell out. That's, yeah, that was a. It's all right though. We got there. Yeah, we did. We did. We eventually sold out on the first show, and uh, yeah, I think we were one or two shy on the second show. Yes. But then when you toss in um, like all the the various collider people that showed up and hung out and. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, ended up being more people. Yeah, it was good it yeah. was to see everybody. It was a cool weekend with Ellis's show on top of that. And unfortunately, I had to miss the Schmodown. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure that was, you know, crazy nuts, a thousand people. Yes. And congrats to, you know, all the people across the board. Uh, uh, I'm happy to have missed it because all those people got stuck in Chicago. Uh, and they had to deal with getting back to L.A. And as we're recording this, there's still some people stuck in the Chicago who are leaving tonight. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah, or leaving in the morning, which is insane. Yeah, that's so. You know, that's the kind of situation that you're dealing with here in uh, in in the weather of Chicago. And I left Saturday morning when it was sunny and beautiful, and yeah. the weather was fine. Uh, and it was later on the day that everything started falling apart, and then the next morning, everybody woke up, and it was like snowing all over the oh, place. Oh, yeah, I left at uh, seven o'clock. It was fine. Seven o'clock that yeah, night. That night. Ah, uh, yeah. Because the pilot came night. on, and was like, "We are getting out of here at the right time." <laughs> we were like, "Sweet, uh, that was perfect timing." Yeah, yeah. And then um, my so I flew Alaska. And my oh, uh, there was no volume, no audio on the in-flight movie stuff. Yes, yes. And it's awesome. You, I mean, there's a couple hundred things to, to choose from. Wow. Uh, so she apologized to the flight attendant, tried to move us, and we we're like, nah, screw it. You know, we yeah. get movies on our phone, but it's not the same thing. It's a little bit bigger on there, and it's easier as opposed to having to look down and shit. Right, 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 right. So she was like, "Well, you want any booze? You want any?" <laughs> yeah. Take some food. You want a hooch? Take some of this. <laughs> we got extra drinks. Like we didn't drink. We just eh. you want you want to top off on that you know diet right. coke or that right. water or whatever the case is. Well, that's and, nice. Yeah, it was it was that plus free food. Can't argue that. I was that. pretty happy with that. Jesus, yeah. can't and thankfully that. not stuck in uh, Chicago. I mean, two days before we got there, it was uh, like upper sixties, low seventies. Yes. And then when we got into town, uh, we got there before you did. It was yep. fuck you weather. And then after that, it was crap, turning into rain. On Thursday night. Right. But it wasn't as cold as it was on Friday or Saturday, which is weird. <sighs> Dude, uh, you know I flew in the night before, mm-hmm. fighting off that bronchitis shit that I was struggling with on the Z-Pack. Yeah. I was struggling. Yeah, no, I've had it. It's it, not good. It's not. And so, and then that afternoon, I slept maybe four hours in the hotel room. Maybe. Because okay. I have a tough time sleeping in the day. I can nap. I can't sleep. Sure. Right? Because it's maximum on the schedule. I slept maybe two and a half hours on the plane. But when we got to the venue, mm-hmm. I like I felt the energy of being there and excitement and all that, and we set everything up. As soon as we started doing the show, uh, the first show, great, no problem, a lot of fun, all this energy. Sure. It was the second show. It was sitting down for the half an hour. It was saying hi to everybody, switching clothes. All of a sudden, if you saw, if you, if for those of you who were there, I came out on the stage wearing a jacket because I was fucking freezing because I was so because I was still recovering from the cold. I could feel the cold coming through the air vents and everything like that. Yeah, and through the the the, the dank room that we were in. So. I immediately started to sweat, so I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck!" So I'm, am I getting sick again or resick? Or am I, ah, and your then, body's just taxed. Yeah, it was. And dude, Saturday did nothing, not a fucking thing. I didn't get out of bed till two thirty in the afternoon, and I, I, I slept as much as possible at night. Watched the panel from episode nine, okay. and then I stayed in bed all day. Went downstairs, maybe grabbed grab lunch at the bar. I showered thinking I was going to go to celebration. I grabbed lunch at the bar. 
45 minutes into my lunch, I'm like, fuck this. I'm going back upstairs. Yeah. Went back upstairs, sp- spent the day in the hotel room, uh, grabbed a little bit of pizza at the, near the end of the night, and then woke up the next morning, got the fuck out of there. But I immediately felt better by Sunday morning. So it was like, it was it was a transition, and but that show took it all out of me, dude. It, the, both shows, rather, took it all yeah. out of me, man. Uh, well, I mean, look, but at the same time, like you may be haranguing yourself for the, the your you know portment on the second. Show. Yeah, yeah. I think it, it created a, a unique environment. Yeah. Well, sure, it did. Because um, I can't imagine another show going like that. For yeah. Me. True. True. <laughs> Uh, hypothetically, for sure. many reasons, <laughs> yeah. But it was a unique experience that only the people in the room, right, are going to be able to regale. Like, what was that like? Especially yeah. one at one point, which is like, I don't even want to talk about. It. I want yeah. people to listen to it whenever we release yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. just like, what the fuck? I've done thousands of shows. Not even kidding. That's not an exaggeration. And this is this is a new one for me. This is something I've never done before. It was weird. I liked it. I was like, all right, this is what we're doing. Yeah. Let's fucking do it. Uh, I, well, the thing that I, I want to encourage people who are considering coming to our live shows, they are unique shows. Nothing is scripted. Yeah, no. It's just like our, just like this show, Matt and I never talk out what we're going to talk about. We give ourselves a time limit for the show, especially for something like that, because we had two shows back to back. We yeah. wanted to have enough time to rest between shows because we knew we were going to do a meet and greet after the first show and after the second show. Yeah. So we needed some time to rest. And uh, that's so when you come to our shows, they're incredibly unique in that way. They are every show is its own thing. There is no like, oh, they do this and they do this. Like when you will see those NPR live shows, oh, we do this, we do this, we do this. No, there's two, three things that we do that we do on the show. Everything else completely organic, completely interactive. Yeah. You never know where it's going to go, what's going to be brought up, who's going to yell what that sparks a conversation or what tangent we're going to go on. But that's the genius of the shows. Maybe we just, going forward, treat it more like rock shows, and we just take a long intermission. <laughs> so instead of like the 20 that's to 30, good. we just do a 45 yeah. and just say, you know what? This ticket is 40 bucks, but you're getting two shows. Yeah. We're going to give you three straight hours, if not four hours, of entertainment. There you go. So we'll do a first set. We'll take an intermission, regroup, eat a little food. Yeah. Relax a little bit. Come back. It's a possibility. Yeah, sure. I like it's a possibility. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it was fun. Please, please, uh, to the people that... So Toronto and Houston slash San Antonio are shaping yeah. up. Yep. So the by the time you're hearing this, the groups are live on Facebook, and it's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash uh, top 10 Texas, and then uh, top 10 Toronto. Nice. Um, and uh, it's the same as basically like the top 10 Chicago. We just top 10 and then boom, whatever the city is. Right. But it'll be posted to the Facebook group. Uh, or hit us up at the top 10 live with the number 10, the top 10 live at Gmail and put in the subject line, the city, and then let us know in the body really briefly, Hey, me plus one or me solo or me plus 10, whatever the case is. <laughs> and we will, uh, mark it, put it aside. And then once we start to get to a, a large enough number, which we're slowly getting there with those, those two options, yeah. um, you know, we're starting to look, uh, potentially for venues and dates that would work for us. Yeah. So those are rounding into shape. New York, I don't know what the fuck's wrong with you. What is going on there? We've gotten, I think, uh, a handful of emails. Wow. Just like, apparently, they just think that they're New York. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> East Coast bias. But they don't the have most, to. Yeah. They don't have to do shit. We'll just come to them because they're New York. Well, you know what? If you don't prove the demand, <laughs> right now, we uh, may do- I like do, that. Yeah, I like that. There's there's a town in the Midwest that is crushing it in downloads out of nowhere. Yeah. 
out of nowhere. Do you want to say what time sure. it is? Wichita, yeah. Kansas. Wichita, Kansas is huge. It's on par with New York, Chicago, L.A., Seattle. Wow. All the biggest cities. Wow. And then here's Wichita, Kansas. Go, we can hang with the big boys. Wow. So perhaps we'll be coming to Wichita, Kansas. I don't know. Shout out to the Wichita State Shockers. Shout out to them. Sure. Yeah, for the, that's the college team that's mm-hmm. like been killing it lately. Shout out to them. If you're at Wichita, Kansas, like, look, we'll come to Wichita, Kansas. You got zero problem. Uh, happy to do it. Hell yeah. We sell a 200, 150-seat theater. I'm happy to go to to, to uh, Wichita, Kansas. I've never been to Wichita, Kansas. You know what we do? We line up a show at an Indian casino there, oh. and then we get you lit. Yeah. And do the post-show Q&A. Let's watch John Gamble. And we'll just, we all stake here with a couple bucks. I think it'd be good on craps. <laughs> just fly in some Malort, and you'll be... Oh, uh, no. No Malort. I, I got a feeling Kansas has their own... Yeah. Has their own... Uh, I'm glad yeah. I don't drink. I would have done more oh. than likely something stupid, too. Yeah. Although I never drank when I performed. Oh, that was the Respect. rule. I waited till I got off stage. Wow. Yeah. Some nights it was harder than others. Thank you. I'm sure. Occasionally I would take like a beer up with me on the second show, but I never drank drank. Right. Because. I don't know. I, I, you know, I, I think it's part of the show. It's the interactive part of the show. Sure. I can handle it. If I was to fall down or get into some situation with somebody, like legitimate situation with somebody, I think that's where, okay, that's a problem, right? But yeah. I never do. It's always playful and fun and the fans go along with it. Um, and I almost lost them about nothing I did, but something I believe uh, which which was incredible. On the second show, yeah. You, on the you second, lost show. the entirety of the second the, the room, yeah, the entirety. They wanted they rebe- not the entire. There were a few that came up to me afterwards. In I the would Q&A. like to know who those individuals. Yeah, were. Yeah, it was a few of them afterwards. In the in the meet and greet, said I didn't want to say anything out loud, but I I agree with you. I agree with you. But I didn't want to get killed I by the crowd. Disagree. Yeah. I that's still fine. disagree. That's fine. It just doesn't make sense. You violate the logic of it. Uh, to close out the argument, <laughs> and you're like, well, if the pivot here, then that means the pivot then is not here. Where you're staking it the first time, right? I understand the argument under which you're, that's underlying of that, mm-hmm. but I, I just like the foundation of that argument then is faulty on one end, so I can't buy the entire only for a few seconds. For well, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Earthquakes only last a few seconds. It's true. So <laughs> or they do or massive destruction. <laughs> but please come on, like it's just as much fun for us at the live show oh, as yeah. it is for the people there. Oh yeah. You know, and and people are I can't remember the individual's name because uh, I, I I thought it was uh, um, Olson that brought the banana bread, but he's the one that sent it back in the day. It was another guy that brought us the banana bread. Yes, have you eaten it? Yes, I have. That's as good as almost as good as my mom's. Yes, that's exactly the style that she. Nothing against Olsons. No, nope. those were excellent too. But this is so close to my mom's. I'm like, this is a winner right here. Yeah, I can't remember. I remember his face, and he was wearing a black shirt with yeah. uh, I think uh, just a white. Uh, lettering and a pattern on the front of it. Okay. Uh, really minimalistic. Okay. Uh, he was off stage left on the second show. All right. Fuck, I can't remember his name, though. I'm shit with names. Uh, well, my girlfriend tasted the the banana bread. She's been Remember I mentioned that she makes the banana bread at the house? Yeah. Uh, she liked this banana bread a lot. Yeah, it was good. So you got to give, give it a props. Like, uh, if you want to send us some of that banana bread, uh, again, please feel free. Oh, we would sure. love to receive sure. it. It was fantastic. On the show while we'd count on a list or something. It made it, you know, I ate half of it uh, the night I got home. Okay. Uh, that Thursday night. Right. And then uh, I ate half of what was left the next night, and then I saved the rest for last night. <sighs> wow. Dude, I love banana bread. Yeah, clearly. That, I, I was I like, shit, I wish I had the other half. Left. Oh, fuck that, dude. I should have brought the rest. Of I made my I, that, that Thursday night. <laughs> I took off like a one, one and a quarter inch slice. Yeah. Finished that, and then I had another like one inch slice. <laughs> 
It was good, man. My mom's the difference is she underbakes it ever so slightly for oh. me. So the top middle, there's this reservoir of it's not fully cooked. And for some oh. reason, since I was a kid, I fucking love it. Dude, that's fantastic. It is Barely so cooked shit is great. Yeah, bread-wise. just like everything else around it, the oh, sides, yeah. the edges, all that. But the top has this extra oh. moisture. And it's just like, oh, this is so good. I respect that. It was the only difference. But we also got uh, Blu-rays and bobbleheads <laughs> and scrapbook. <laughs> And oh, the scrapbook was great. Yeah, cue cards to sign. Yeah. Uh, and like all kinds of, and everybody was so nice. Like, we hey, did, yeah. do you mind if I take a picture? Yeah, I will happily take a picture. Of course. Shake your hand. Right, Would, why wouldn't we? I, that was always what was confusing to me. People were like, is it okay if we, I'm like, no, you yeah. guys came to us exactly. for the show. We're here for you. Exactly. For you. Exactly. The take- next, next night at Ellis' show, so there were two twins. Yeah. I didn't know they were twins. And this guy came over, and he was super shy but nice and just said, oh, it's nice to meet you. I just want to come over and shake your hand. And literally, he slowly backed away and just was like, he was so shy, that was all he could do. Right. And I was like, well, it was nice to meet you as he kind of went back to his place in line. Yeah. And then I went back to talking and then turned around, and his twin brother, who I didn't know existed, in a different T-shirt standing right there. (laughs) I was like, what? And he's like, I'm that guy's twin. I was like, otherwise, that's a great fucking joke. Uh, But he's like, he's super shy. You have no idea what it means. That he just got to come up and shake your hand. Wow. Something akin to that. And I was like, hey, man. Yeah. I'm just an asshole that, that talks yeah. on a podcast. Yeah. I, well, I appreciate that. I think that's what's one of the best things, Matt, is that we get to talk to people who we had no idea the effect we have on them. And we have no idea how much we help them get through their day. Or yeah. Th- like the so many people. Yeah. The one uh, young kid who came and talked to us at the end near the end. Yeah. Uh, how and we don't want to add him out, of course, because exactly. it's, it's his personal his own... thing. But he told us how much we like help him through what he's going through and the stuff he's suffering with uh, because we both talked about our own personal struggles mm-hmm. with stuff and it's it really uh, helps him. And so, like, all jokes aside, that's an incredible thing to be it able is. to do. Uh, we've gotten those several times and yeah. people send it going, hey, I don't know if you care. Just like, man, when you read something, like, I remember the first one that we got was from Fergal McClement. Clement, oh, yes. Clement, yes. The guy that went blind. Yes. And eventually regained all in one and I think most in the other. And Fergal, yeah. I apologize if I just screwed that up. <laughs> well, look, he didn't come to our live show. So. Yeah. So fuck <laughs> well, I think he had another engagement, he like did. a wedding or something. He did. Uh, <laughs> dude, yeah, yeah. He wrote a book of the experience and then sent it to us. It was like, I, you know. Uh, you it's guys, madness. But he's just like, you have no idea. I, You have no idea what you meant to me having someone to listen to and just take my mind off my troubles. Yep. And, uh. Like every time you meet someone like that, you're like, man, this is crazy. And it's great to hang out with people who have the same passion for film. Yeah. Or they'll ask you, do you really feel that way about blah, blah, blah? And then we have a discussion about, and it's just like talking to you or anybody else. It's just like they've thought through their opinion and you sit and listen to it. Sometimes they can sway you. Sometimes you're just like, nah, man, I'm not deviating. Yep. Uh, But it's, it's healthy. It's, you know, it's fantastic. Walk through the Millennium Park on Saturday, just killing time before our flight. And this dude came up out of nowhere. It's like, hey. Uh, what's going on? You know, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to the Schmodown tonight. And yeah. I was like, what's going on? Hey, nice to meet you. <laughs> I don't know where. Uh, wow. But it was just nice. And I'm sure had you been healthy enough walking around, people would have done the exact same thing. Oh, yeah. You. If I'd gone to Celebration yeah. uh, that day, I probably would have stopped and seen a few fans just walking around. It's always a great thing when fans come up and say, dude, I was in the fucking City Target in Chicago. Oh, sure. Walking around, buying some shit for, like, buying a, a Motrin and something else at the... My Kaiser doctor recommended that I take to help me get over the last hump of this thing. Mm-hmm. And this kid walked up and he just was like, hey, 
uh, Outlawed Asia, really loud. And I was like, oh, shit. As, uh, it was in the middle of Target. It was so loud. I was like, Ugh. And yeah. so I turned around. I'm like, hey, uh, I didn't see anybody. And I started walking. He comes up. He goes, hey, I didn't, uh, you know, I just want to say I'm a big fan. You're my favorite competitor, blah, blah, yeah. blah. I was like, oh, thanks, man. Really, and I took a picture with him. But, like, they're incredibly nice. And I, I love it when we meet fans. And, oh, dude, it's the best. Yeah, unless I'm in the shitter taking a shit, like, I'm happy to meet you. It's a weird. You never know. Yeah. I've heard some stories. But I I think once you go to the vulgarity of shitter, we all know what you're doing in there. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. So, so don't... just to then re, you know, uh, iterate the point of taking a shit oh, gotcha. is a little like excessively redundant. I apologize. I'm in the shitter taking a shit. Well, once you call it shitter. Well, some people piss in the shitter. That's, that's certainly Yeah, impossible. but they, I don't think they're outside of hillbillies. They don't just call, straight call it the shitter at oh, all times. Oh, fair. Good point. It's just, you know, Shit you're, you're expressing a very specific idea by calling it that in everyday conversation. <laughs> At least my assumption. That's true. It's true. Can uh, I give Can I give a shout out to Heather Roche and J- and Ray Roche? Sure. Because they're the ones that brought the uh, the, uh, uh, the oh yeah the, the uh, what a cue card of you and what you say. Yeah. Then uh, boom. Yeah, and then boom. Yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah, they that was wrote cool. that whole thing down. Um, and Ray, and you and you apologized to Ray because you had said he'd missed a couple of words. Well, because we read it the second when he was holding it up, yeah. I was reading through it quick, but then I was also going through it in my mind. Yes, comparing. Because he, yeah, I was. I kind of already started the spiel, and he yeah. held it up. I was like, oh, the sign. Yeah, and then I went through and I was like, "That's not right." And then afterwards, I, I posted it and I read it. and I was like, "You know what? I apologize." Yeah, you are one hundred percent. But it's also in the moment, and you know, yeah, in the context of what transpired over the course of two shows. Yep, that was a, a lesser evil amongst. Oh no, people. absolutely. Uh, but yeah, I you know I apologize. I, I'm sure he on some level appreciated me saying you fuck you fucked it up, man. <laughs> yeah, of yeah, course one he, did. he enjoyed it. Um, Jeremy was great too. Jeremy coming in for me, dude. Jeremy is like my favorite. Quickly becoming my favorite. Fan. One of the nicest guys. Yeah, because he's just got a smile on his face all the time. My parents sought him out. Did he come? Oh, they, really? Legitimately, my That's mom was like, awesome. "Did he come? Is he coming?" And I was like, I, "I, I don't know if he bought tickets." And then suddenly there were two reserved seats. Yeah, I saw his name. Yeah, but I didn't know if he was coming. Me either, because Hasso yeah. bought two seats for right. someone else, right? Uh, as a gift. And yeah. thank you to Matt Hasso. That was yeah. really, you know, uh, sweet you, of you to do. Yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, and then to see him, there, there were so many are putting faces like Eric Grebner getting to meet him, the guy that gave yes, the realist. Yes, was, And he was like, hey, I'm he Eric Grebner. So awesome. And I was like, the realist! <laughs> with the look on his face of like, oh, you, you know. Yeah, you know who I am. Yeah. I remember, yeah. I remember that happened with um, Ashley Prowls in London. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's like, oh, hey, Matt, I'm Ashley. And I was like, Prowls? Because how many Ashleys do right. we have? They're Patreon members. Yeah. He's the only one that I that know That we thought of. were women. And yeah, our men. <laughs> yeah. It turns out he actually had to correct this. I'm actually a dude. Yeah, I remember it came up on a Thunderdome or something. Right, right. Um, but then I, he said later on, I was like, "Oh, my girlfriend was pretty impressed. You actually remember my name." And I was like, "There aren't too many Ashleys." <laughs> but I, you know, not a problem, bro. Like, uh, I am happy. I, I'm happy every time I can remember someone's name. Yep. I remember all your faces for the rest of my life. Oh, the names I'm pretty shit on. Yeah, that's kind of how we are. Um, uh, shout out to Matt Lungstrom who brought the Orioles that we used. Sure. The the, the uh, Game of Thrones Orioles. I want to give him a, a little sweet shout out. Kristen Smith, of course, uh, but more for her husband, not really Kristen. Sure. Because uh, they didn't bring the fucking baby. Yeah, they didn't bring the baby. That was bullshit. It was a lot of bullshit. You bring the baby. And then baby. she was like, well, if you come down and uh, if you come you know, find on, me, on it's Friday, you can meet that, my yeah, child. No, no. Trust me. That's not how this works. This, you should bring the baby because this will be the, ba- the highlight of that baby's life. Yes. 
coming, yes. enjoying a vulgar show before she can understand <laughs> what this is. Very true. Because 18 years from now, I can't imagine we'll be doing this. No, oh, who knows? Who knows? It'll, With, it'll, it'll, bur- it'll become something else. 18 years is a long time. That's very true. It's a lot and of top we, 10 lists. Yeah. We will be old as shit <laughs> at that point. And why would she be listening to two guys in their... <laughs> I'll be in my late 50s and you'll be in your 60s at That's that point. That's true. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, uh, I'm in my late 50s. It's not like I'm lording over you going, I'm 36. I wish. Yeah, right. Uh but yeah, uh, I mean, there's so many. Alex Akos. Alex Akos is Alex girlfriend. Akos was great. Oh, Alex Akos is great. Alex uh, Akos, don't mess that up. That girl is beautiful. She is gorgeous. Don't you uh, mess it up, Chris. Uh, yeah, there's there's so many people to thank, and we can't thank all of you. Yeah. Um, but Dan Nye was there. Dan Nye pretty and his buddy. Dan. He brought a buddy with he him. He did. He brought a, a theater in. buddy with his with him. He'll be moving out here sometime within the next year-ish. They were, such, they were both such actors. It cracked me up. My wife asked if he the other one was actor, and I was like, well, I flipped through their Instagram. I didn't know if he was or wasn't, yeah. but I was like, this picture alone leads me to believe yeah. that more than likely they're both they're both hams, for sure. Yeah, oh, no. Yeah, his friend, uh, he was just like, I enjoyed your show. It was uh, very interesting, uh, the way he delivered the uh, thing. So they both were very actory, which I, I really liked, because I remember those days. Well, I know I did a force choke photo for him with me oh, and Dan. Oh, nice. So if you're not a listener, I'd like you to delete that from Instagram. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Uh, that's fair. That's a one-off. You just came at one time. You know what? I treated you as all these other good people. Yes. You're not as good in my book. Yeah, that's fair. You need to take that down. Copyright. Yeah. yeah. Top 10 Live 2019 Chicago. <laughs> uh, one, sh- one last shout-out to Evan Bistrom, who was a really great, who came really early to see the show. So it was great to see him, and uh, he had a lot of fun. And Oh, and Mike Shea. Mike Shea. Yeah. That was great to see Mike. I'd never met Mike. He runs my outlaw, uh, the Outlaw he page, and uh, he helps out on uh, on our Top Ten page. He was fantastic. Yeah. What a positive uh, dude, positive energy, and he, he's got a podcast himself, so it, just great stuff. Yeah, and then there was a uh, – try and remember the names that I can. What, Henry Sanchez? Right. And then um, Dwayne – what is Dwayne's last name? I believe that's that's his name. I'll look okay. it up right now. Okay. Um, ended up talking uh, to the two of them after the show for a long time, and there was yeah. um, uh, Andy Merriweather from came over from London. Dwayne Fernandez is that what you mean? No. In the military. I don't know. He doesn't say here. In his profile pic, I think it's him running with uh, that camo, not camo, but the 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 dusty brown oh, okay. shirt, okay, type of thing. Yeah, Henry Sanchez was great. Yes, he wore a shirt. Yeah, hung out all night. Was yep. so kind to eat. any fan that wanted a picture. He's like, yep. I'll gladly take it. Do you want it vertical or horizontal? And then just kind of did both so yep. that they had options. It's like, that's really nice. Oh, yeah, Dwayne Burke. Yeah. Who always comes to our shows. He Dwayne's does. Great. And he's, he bought tickets for others in yep. London. And uh, there's a guy, I can't remember his name, but he's moving to the Canary Islands. And ended up talking <laughs> about that for 20 minutes. He's originally from um, uh, Canada, but he can't. If when we're going, when we're talking about going, was sometime late August into yeah. early sep- or into September, think of that six, seven-week area somewhere in there. Yeah. Keep that mental space aside. Hey. But he'll be gone at that point. I was like, I don't – maybe we'll make it there before then. I can't promise you anything, man. You never know. But he's moved to the Canary Islands. And, <laughs> uh, and uh, Merriweather, you might enjoy – he has like a, a YouTube page where he does – what um, show tunes? But not like well, he'll do like Hamilton themed shows, and he's had London cast members on with him. Wow! And there's sometimes there's like improv songs with it that he's writing uh, on the fly yeah. and whatnot. 
Uh, Interesting. Yeah, okay. you're just like, holy shit, man. I'm down. Um, so, Mr. Andy Merriweather, um, check him out. Yeah. I want to say it's like A, A. Merriweather um, or something along those Sounds lines. Sounds about right. Sounds about But it was just like, oh, that's really cool. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, it was A. Merriweather 10. Okay. 10. You okay. hit him up there. But it was like, oh, that's really interesting. I remember Greg Olson, he had a, a YouTube channel where it's like he goes back and looks at a year's films from yeah. history and shit. Just like, yeah. I love hearing about you people creating content too. And I'll go mm-hmm. check it out if you let us know. Sure. Um, you know, we're a community. So try and support as best we can. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and so, so, and thanks to everybody who's been getting the word out about this show and about this feed and tweeting about it, retweeting about it. Like, keep telling people about this feed. Go on to the Schmodown page, the Movie Trivia Schmodown page, and tell people about the show. Uh, let people know that it's you know it's got its own feed now. It's jumped to where it's jumped, and 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 come sign up with us so they can listen to this content. You know, because we're building and building and building more and more as we do more of these live shows. Want to bring more and more people. Thanks to everybody who brought a new person. Some people brought their yeah. girlfriend or boyfriend or friend for the first time to listen to us, and we've never disappointed. No, uh, no, no, no. We will convert a fan live. That's, oh yeah, that's really easy. Yeah. Um, unless they just hate movies, and then why did you bring them? Yeah. <laughs> Even if they have a passing. Like, understanding? Not even. Because uh, my wife only watches movies with me. She never really goes back and watches yeah. on her own. Yeah. So she's like, I don't know about the movies you're talking about, but the banter in between and whatnot, it's enough to sustain, and I'm engaged the whole time. Right, right. Uh, and I was like, well, engage? You better be fucking better than that. <laughs> I did not say that. No, it's right. Uh, but yeah, and it's all thanks to the people that, that support us on uh, Patreon. And some of this, the content we're talking about, we're going to put up as Patreon um, exclusive. We're yep. going to work towards that as a thank you because we're doing these live shows and have uh, T-shirts and merch and and have an, our own solo feed and all that jazz again. Yeah. Thanks to the support from Patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10. Uh, anything you want to do there to help us out, we really appreciate it. If you don't, please just download every week. Yep. Uh, listen, enjoy, share it around, do whatever you can, give us a rating on iTunes. Yeah. We appreciate every little bit that you can do, uh, even if it's as minimal as just listening to the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, whatever you're willing to do, and uh, we uh, we can't say thank you enough. Agreed. And uh, yeah, our Patreon, our show today is thanks to Patreon. Yep, yeah. So uh, thank you to uh, Mr. Robert Haley yeah. for submitting a nice list. Bobo. Bobo. He suggested Bobo. Uh, top ten three-hour films. In honor of Avengers Endgame coming out, because it was announced as a three-hour, yeah. two-minute film, uh, we've done enough jibber-jabber. Uh, sure. Let's get to it. How are you feeling? I'm good. Okay. You know, I will soldier through. Let's do it. Yeah, Matt's a little under the weather. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to believe in my heart that I didn't give him my sickness, because we didn't swap any kind of spit, so <laughs> hopefully... Um, I mean, it is a chest congestion. Oh, son of a bitch! Uh, but I mainly just feel tired. Okay. I just feel run down. Okay. But I think this, my sleep schedule is all sorts of... We didn't fall asleep till five in the morning after Thursday's show. Right. Slept till one. Then the next night, tried to make ourselves go to bed as early as we could because yeah. we had to get up to get out of our place. Right. Uh, and so then getting, they didn't fl- sleep on the plane. And then getting up yesterday, I slept okay. It's just yeah. like a, I think it's mostly just fatigue. Okay. Uh, so I was washing my hands a lot. I yeah. wanted to make sure so I didn't give anybody so anything. But we also shook four or five hundred hands. Ah, oh, that's a possibility. Yeah. There we go. Uh, a lot of hands. A lot God of people. damn it, Mike Shea. Uh, uh, we <laughs> Happy to have the sickness. It was worth it yeah, in my yeah. book. Agreed. Uh, all right, Matt, how does the show work? Uh, once we set a topic, or a fan does, once again at patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10. Thank you, Robert Haley. Babo! <laughs> uh, then John and I go our individual ways and create personal top 10 lists. Show back up here. I do my bottom three. He does his bottom three. I do my next two. He does his next two. Then we trade one apiece. Once we have revealed our personal top 10 list, we create the shows between the two of us. Boom. Love it. Uh, all right. 
Uh, start us off, my friend. I'm just going to jump right in. Yeah. Uh, I imagine we're going to have a decent amount of crossover. I hope so. But also some uh, that, uh, yeah. you know, I can already think of one that you're going to have that I don't have. Okay. Just because I haven't seen it yet still. All right, fair. But I did end up watching uh, a couple movies for this. Wow. I set Respect. it aside knowing uh, we were going to do it. I was like, okay. all right, I really need to see this film. I've been holding it off. Okay. Perfect fucking week to do it. Okay. So 10 for me is the right stuff. Oh, great choice. Do I have it on my oh just off the uh, just yeah. off the edges? That's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I a was surprised people, at how many three hour films I liked. I know. Uh, you know, you could easily do it's like uh, you could talk me into sure you could put that one over right stuff. Yeah, uh, I like right stuff because it's kind of an impossible story on some level to really accurately tell. Yeah, because it spans so many years, and so many astronauts, so much of the program, the politics of NASA, yeah. getting the funding, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, the Cold War around it, um, and some people fold it because it doesn't really have. Kind of an arc, you yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah. just like it's a straight drive through mm-hmm. towards the end. But I don't mind that because of the feat of pulling it off. Yeah, I appreciate that, and it's interesting because you learn types of things that you didn't know. Mm-hmm. Now you juxtapose that with First Man, right? And suddenly Buzz Aldrin wasn't made to look like quite the douche. Yeah, he was in First Man. And he's not really a douche, <laughs> but he's the guy that's that has no filter. Yeah, a few times just says something, and they're all like, "A little soon, dude." And he's yeah. like, we're all thinking it, and you're like, "It's kind of an asshole thing," but. Mm-hmm. We are all thinking it, sure. We just don't want to acknowledge that yet. Uh, people right. died. God yeah. damn it. You know, respect the dead. Yeah. Uh, but when you have that many people, inevitably somebody's not going to. And that's whatever. <laughs> um, so just the feet plus the cast across the board. Yeah. I mean, you got a young Ed Harris. You got a young uh, Dennis, what, Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Yeah. Uh, the guy that goes on to Tremors can't pull his name. Oh, yeah. Sam Shepard. No, no, uh, no, Sam, Sam Shepard's, Shepard's in, in it. it. He plays uh, Chuck Yeager. Scott Glenn. Scott Glenn. Right. Um, bunch of guys. Jeff Goldblum's in this thing. Yeah, he's one of the Shearer. FBI guys. Yeah. Harry Shearer's the other. Yeah, so uh, going around trying to recruit. Um, yeah, a lot of wives are in this thing too. Uh, the the woman, the blonde woman from oh, uh, Fred Ward's in this thing. Fred Ward is. Yeah, his his he plays wife, Gus Grissom. His wife is the uh, the lady from Alien. The yeah, blonde from Alien. Who so freaks he, out yep. when the blood comes spurting out? Oh God! Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, all these actors, yeah. right when they're, a bunch of them are about to break, or some yep. of them are kind of newly established-ish, mm-hmm. uh, and they're all giving solid performances across the board. This, I mean, you're playing American heroes. Yes. Um, so there's a certain ideal um, that you, uh, some of them have to aspire mm-hmm. to and to achieve in order to pull this off. Mm-hmm. But it's super interesting. Yeah. And if you don't know anything about the early uh, space program, this is a nice... You know, this, I'd say from the Earth to the Moon. Yes. And then Fantastic. First Man after that, but First Man so full, you know, solely focuses mm-hmm. on one. I think the others kind of tell the breadth of yeah. more of a story. Uh, if anyone wants to catch that Apollo 11 documentary, I don't know if it's still showing in theaters, definitely go see that. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. See it when it comes out on the on the uh, 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 streaming sites. Uh, also, there's a four-hour documentary, which I discovered as I was sitting in my hotel room on a Saturday. Uh, this, uh, oh, I mean, this past Friday. Uh, on PBS, uh, it's called Chasing the Moon, and it's supposed to be incredible about the 1969 mission to the moon, Apollo 11 mission to the moon. Yeah, four-hour doc with all kinds of unseen footage that has been remastered, all kinds of audio that you haven't heard before. Incredible new score, sweet. Yeah, so I, as soon as I discovered that, it's on. It's on PBS, <laughs> so it's either on their app or okay. you can watch it online at their place. I so, want to say I can get it on Amazon then. Yeah, probably. Amazon has other PBS programs. Oh yeah, good. Maybe yeah, they have yeah. Nova, so maybe they've got that too. I, I, the PBS, PBS has an app on the Roku, so I'll, I'll watch stuff on there all the time. 
that yeah. I don't watch uh, you know, actually as it's showing on PBS. I'll wait till it shows up on, on the Roku app and I'll watch it on there. Perfect. It's great. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, I'm in on Yeah, the space show. shit is f- fucking great. Especially when you start thinking about like the I remember reading um, years later, like say nineties, you know the, the random Texas instrument calculator that oh, had. Yeah. You had one of two versions that had more um calculational power, calculating power yeah. than the actual computer that ran the spaceship and lander. Wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Exactly. Now, what you're asking that computer to do yeah, that yeah. is utterly different, but at the right. same time, the computational power, yeah. and I don't know if that's, maybe it was a graphing calculator instead of just the straight Texas Instruments oh, yeah, yeah. scientific, but I believe it was the scientific because I had one at the time for math class. Right. And they're like, oh, actually, this is, you got to be shitting me. Yeah. They got there on less than, you know what I mean, the average SD card has more memory than that thing. Yeah. It's like, Jesus Christ. Good point. Good point. Yeah, Jesus. the walls are paper thin. <laughs> That's where it's sometimes when I don't, you know, I believe we went to the moon. I'm not one of the conspiracy theorists. Not when like they start Ellis. piling up, like, look at all these hurdles. And really, we yeah. did this in the 60s. I'm like, I understand what you're saying. Right. But there's no way the government could keep a secret like that. All, just, these all, people? Just, yeah, all these people? All these people. Thousands of people yeah. for 50 years? Yeah. Never going to no. happen. No. Never going to happen. Agreed. There's, yeah. So it's just like it, it invalidates. All your JFK ones make more sense to me than this. <laughs> That's you, fair. Yeah, because we don't know. Yeah. Whereas this one is just like, we, we left shit up there. Yeah. People are going to send probes. We will find it again. So we're going to be exposed as what? Asshole liars? Never going to happen. Right. Not America. Yeah. Uh, Not on something like this. this no. Is, we built our identity for the past 50 years on. We are the next explorer. Exactly. All that stuff. Exactly. What's your number nine? Uh, number nine. Can't believe it was this low. Spartacus. Oh, my God. Right off the edge. Right, right off, off the, the edge, edge. Okay. I couldn't believe I didn't. It didn't make my list. I couldn't believe it didn't make my list. But it didn't make my. List. There were two or three that didn't make my list that I thought for sure were going to make my list. But as the more recent three-hour films, a lot of them are good. Yeah. So I've been like, well, I had to move these down. But Spartacus is a great choice. I love that movie. It is, and it was surprising. It was this low? Just the rewatchability. Yeah. I will watch all the others above it. That's uh, fair. More than I will watch it. More That's than likely, because I've seen Spartacus a few times. Yeah. Um, Spartacus. And it's you know it's it's uh, another history uh, delving into the past. The, yep. I believe it's the Second Servile War. Uh, yes, where the slaves uh, rise up and uh, they didn't know about the first you know Servile War. Yeah, because all those slaves got more than likely killed. <laughs> you can't spread that dissension That's anymore. So you got to fucking nip that in the bud. <laughs> we need to go conquer more lands. We need slaves. We got to kill off thousands right now. Right. Uh, it's just crazy to think of now the realities of the day-to-day of that. Yeah. And then, oh, Jesus, so many questions spin out. So this is about, you know, another uprising there and going back. And obviously it's it's fictionalized history. Mm-hmm. We have no idea what yeah. anything was said between any of the vast majority. They may have specific governmental decrees. This yeah. happened on this date and this date and this, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, but there's not like someone – there was a stenographer following them around. Mm-hmm. So – you you know you have to take some of it with a grain of salt, just like other movies, yeah. Like uh, Braveheart, it's like you can't yeah. you can't do. It was so long ago, yeah, right. And uh, don't be uh, such a hard ass about it, yeah. So I mean. have to enjoy. They're doing the best they can, right? Uh, but it's I mean Kirk Douglas with all the swagger and machismo oh, that chin is it's just ridiculous. Yep. It'd be tough to cast that today. Yeah, because well, they did that Spartacus Blood and Sand series on. I tried stars. It. Yeah, it's not my jam. No, totally not my jam. No, it was too like fucking three hundred sold a lot of movie tickets. 
So let's do like a scaled down version of that. Everybody has 12 pack abs. Yeah. You're like, okay. Yeah. They would be in leaner shape, but they don't eat enough more than likely to carry that kind of muscle mass. Right. They're they're slaves. And everybody loves a doggy style. Everybody loves a doggy style on that show. Yeah. It's not a jam. I don't. I don't think I watch enough of it to know that's it. Oh, really? Okay, fair. A, something that's emblematic of the show. Uh, it was, you know, I, I gave it like four or five episodes, and then I was out. <laughs> um, yeah, man. But yeah, Kirk Douglas, um, early him. I mean, just the yeah. walking around, just broad chested, and you buy it somehow. Oh, yeah, of course. And all this, and it's Kubrick in a way that you don't, you know, he he deviates from. There's not this kind of. Meticulous workmanship. Yeah. Uh, like there are, other, I'm not saying he wasn't a meticulous worker, but this one is like a very, I want to say meat and potatoes, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. There aren't the artistic uh, reaches that he has later because he doesn't have full control. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is kind of Douglas's show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, 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 Kubrick was brought in because it yeah, was another to director replace. to replace another director. And that's how they, because they worked together on Paths of Glory. Yeah. And so that's how they, that's why I brought him in. And this is like so, last, the last time Kubrick didn't have control. Right, exactly. This launched him outside of. Yeah. Yeah, and they got uh, Trumbo to write it. Yeah. A blacklisted writer. Exactly. It's Don't got a great Trumbo. story behind it. Totally, totally. Uh, so yeah, if you've, if you've never seen it, please go watch uh, Spartacus. Yeah. It's more than worth the watch at least once. Lawrence Olivia, Peter Ustinov, uh, Tony Curtis, a lot of great people in this movie. Yeah. And Gene Simmons playing the uh, love interest. Um, all right, what's your number eight? For a half beat, it sounded like you said Gene Simmons. Yeah, think. it's Gene Simmons. J-E-A-N. Uh, well, yeah, but I'm thinking Kiss. Oh, like, right, right. Not Gene. G And a young Gene Simmons. And I'm like, what? Hey, Spartacus. And my number eight is not going to be on your list. Okay. And that's fine. The Two Towers. It is not on my list, no. I, I, I Let me spoil it for everybody. I have no goddamn Lord of the Rings on yeah, my Yeah, I knew you weren't going to. Yeah. Um, but of the three-hour... I This is my favorite of the three. The two... Right, we've spoken about this. How much you like <laughs> yeah. this one more than Return of the King or Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah, we go this, Fellowship, and then if I have to begrudgingly watch... I mean, pardon me, this King, and if oh, I have okay. to begrudgingly watch Fellowship, yeah. I will. I just rather get into the fucking story as opposed to watching the story build for two and a half, two forty-five. Dude, you you'll get a kick out of this. Sean Astin was in the studio today, being interviewed by Frosty. He walks out, or we he finished the interview. We have to walk in for movie talk, and there he is, nicest guy in a fucking. Place. Oh, I'm sure. I feel terrible now that I don't like any of the movies that he's in, and I, I feel terrible. Oh no, I can't say that. I like. I don't like. We don't like Rudy. I like. Go- I love Goonies. You love Goonies. I do not like. Goonies. I have a soft spot in my heart for Toy Soldiers. I really do. Oh, Toy Soldiers. It's not a good movie, but for some yeah. reason, that to me is, I, I never cared for the, uh, uh, what is it, Taps? Yeah. Oh, Taps, the right. Tom Cruise. Uh, Sean Penn. Er, Sean Penn, yeah. yeah. That one was just too much like melodramatic. It was. Horseshit, and just like, I'm not buying this. For some reason, the Toy Soldiers were terrorists take over a boarding school. <laughs> it's fucking great. I love is Patrick Stewart it. in that one or no? Patrick Stewart? Who I, is the one in that? No. No, no, no. I, I want to say it. Shit, I'd have to look it up. Okay. But I want to say it's um, the villain that was – he was also in Total Recall. He's one of those that guys. I remember oh, in, in V for Vendetta. okay, okay. Bald um, with the horseshoe. He's got a mean mug of a face. Okay, all and right. Great actor. He plays a villain. I think he's the head because they have – his secondary is this dude with blind uh, – uh, dyed like bright blonde hair. Okay. And I can't picture him in anything else, but he sticks out in this. Okay, all right. Um, but, yeah, I got a soft spot for that. Wow. Uh, Louis Gossett Jr. is up in this motherfucker. <laughs> oh, is, what is, okay. Is he a teacher or like the principal? Or he's, yeah, he's, he's one he of the He works masters. at the school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> How funny, man. 
Yeah, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's a good movie. No, no, no. But, but you got a thing for it. I genuinely enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, can't it deny caught it. Caught me at the right age on whatever one of the pay channels when I was like 12, and yeah. I saw it a bunch of times. <laughs> it's just like, it's a movie. It's better than anything else is playing on the 20 some other you know cable channels. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> My girlfriend's convinced that I just do not like him. And I'm like, I can't. And we went through all his stuff, and I was like, oh, yeah, I guess maybe I don't like a lot of his stuff. I don't understand what why. El- what else? Uh, I mean, I liked him on uh, Stranger Things, but that's not a movie. That's not really. Yeah, right, right. He did Goonies. What? He was fine at 50 First Dates. Memphis Bell, I liked. Oh, he was funny as shit, 50 First ba- Dates. He was in Memphis Bell? Yeah, he played uh, Sergeant Richard, Richard Rascal Moore. Encino Man? I like Encino yeah. Man. Yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I don't mind Encino Man. Courage Under Fire. He was in Courage Under Fire. Don't remember having that. Uh, it's all Damon and uh, you know Meg Ryan and right, right. Lord, uh, yeah, or the Lord of the Rings, Fifty First States. Uh, he did a bunch of Sandler ones. He did. He did. And those are just kind of hit and miss because Sandler, you know. Yeah, he was in I like Click. what I like of his. He was in Click. I don't mind that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, not not too much else, man. It gets into the late two thousands. It's just one offs as you go through. Franklin and Bash, you know, one off the TV shows. So, and then he gets into voiceover stuff. A lot of voiceover stuff. So, you know, he, he he's done his thing. Lego Dimensions, uh, Minecraft, uh, Sophia the First, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So, you know, he's made his business. Oh, you know that fucking man, Stranger Things, yeah, Justice League action, yeah. What's the Lego thing re- reminded me of? You know on Brea where that Lamps Plus is because there's the casting. Of oh, the yeah, yeah, At the Petco, by the Petco, yeah. yeah. Right up the street from there, there's that junkyardish antique Yes, yes. So they're going out of business. Oh, shit. For the first time ever, my wife and I went there yesterday. I've walked past that 150 Yeah, of course, times. of course. There's Room 5 and Acme are right up the street of them. A bunch of shows up there, and you see it all the time. Uh-huh. The only thing, they had like two things. The rest, it was so much junk, I couldn't believe because they've been there 27 years. Wow. I don't know how you've sustained it, to yeah. be perfectly honest. Unless you just got a sweetheart deal and rent all that time ago, and this place was just trash mm-hmm. because there's no way you are generating enough money to pay current rent prices. Good for you. They're getting kicked out of their lease like the place is getting bought. I think they're turning into a Starbucks. <laughs> but they had Another a, one. Yeah. They had a huge like um, uh, Han Solo uh, Lego. It was oh. honestly... Had it been better, but it was a neon type of thing, oh, okay. but it wasn't a good neon. It was gotcha. kind of slapdash, right. but it was an official. It was. Wow. But a lot of shit has just been sitting out in the sun, so it's faded and right. it's a little beat up and all that stuff. But How I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I wonder what they want for that. Everything's 20 to 50% off. Oh, wow. But it's it's not good enough to put up. If it was in pristine or the neon was better, yeah. I might have bought it because you could put it online and eventually get something for it. Oh, good call. Uh, I probably won't be able to do that. Why not? I don't, I'm not a big... I'm not good at selecting stuff that people want to buy. Uh, this just has... I don't have the... It's got Lego. It's got Star Wars. So it's a big it's, neon. It seems obvious is what you're saying. Well, just yeah. somebody put it down, downstairs in their movie theater yeah. or in their gaming room or something like that. If it yeah. was a really cool neon, 100%. You could make a good profit margin on that. Hmm. All right. Fair. We have to do a local pickup only kind of thing because to oh, ship yeah. that would be bananas. Yeah. I'm trying to sell my 3D TV and no one seems to be one interested in it, so... Well, because nobody bought 3D TVs when they came out. So there's no demand for it. I guess not. There's no demand. So if there's no de- demand in the primary market, there's no demand in the secondary market. <laughs> Unless you find a collector that does not have that specific 3D TV. Especially because some of those studios are not coming out saying they don't, they're not going to make 3D material Exactly. Anymore. They tried it. They'll try it again in 10 years. I guess so. Uh, yeah, you got fucked with that. I did. What's your number eight? That was my eight. was two oh, towers. Okay. So that's so, the best thing. Like, I like the Helm's Deep battle at the end. Yeah. Oh, great. I like the the arc of the characters within that because it's like a struggle the entire time. Whereas yeah. the end of the third one, 
it just becomes a fait accompli eventually once like the ghost riders come in and just yeah. all the dominoes. And when they don't, then the the eagles fly in and save the day. Right. So it's just like ah, it feels incomplete to me. Whereas two towers, it's it's tenuous. Okay. You don't know exactly where it's going, and I appreciated that about it. Yeah. Respect. What do you got a ten? Uh, giant, which is one of my favorite James Dean movies. Not on my list. Uh, yeah, James Dean, Rock Hudson, Elizabeth Taylor. Fantastic film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one that, for whatever reason, man, you know, we, these are all our personal lists. This is a three-hour film that I will watch all the fucking time. It's on TCM all the fucking time. If I flip on it, or I will sit and watch it. We did it on the Cinephiles with Steve, and I, it was just like, it's a film. I know people like East of Eden, or they like Rebel Without a Cause. This is my favorite James Dean movie. It shows what what the future was was possibly going to be for this actor and mm-hmm. the tragedy of the fact that this is the last performance you get from him on film. Uh, it just breaks your heart even more. And the message of the story, which is, you know, like, progress is always marching forward. It's up to you whether you want to catch up to it or not. Yeah, And Ride what that wave. means. Exactly. And yeah. what that means, both positive and negative. And I like that. And it's it never turns off. To, I think George Stevens directed it. It never uh, uh, pulls any punches. It never goes... Uh, in the in a certain way, just to give you a happy ending. Actually, it does not. It doesn't necessarily have a happy ending, which yeah. I really appreciated about it as well. So uh, that's why it's my number ten. All right, my number nine is the Deer Hunter. Uh, that's not a punt. Oh, uh, you know, no, that was like number eleven. Oh, right off your list. Yeah. Okay. Fair. I, you know, military stuff, war stuff, uh, Vietnam stuff. When it gets to that, yeah. I'm 100 percent on board. I think they spend. So to me, yes, oh, it's a all that time movie. beforehand. Yeah, uh, I don't think you need that at least through these uh, eyes. Okay. Now, fair. yeah. If because they're at the wedding for 30 minutes, yeah, solid. They are 35 minutes. Landed relationship. Yeah, it's yeah. an hour before we get to the war. But right. I'm saying once they get to the wedding, that's the 30, 35 minutes. Right before they go off, and then it just yeah. immediately switches. Yeah. Uh, so it's like you could really cut down. The, we do not need to be at the wedding for thirty minutes. We don't. You could get to all this stuff much quicker. But it's also like I, you know, yeah, right. Grew up in a different age, type of like let's kind of yeah, but it's zip it a, a little bit yeah. because the tension later on is fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. all of it. Yeah, the De Niro walking stuff with the Russian roulette. Yeah, but before that, with the well, when he has to convince him, oh yeah, we need more bullets, and he's like, "What the fuck you mean?" You know, yeah. And the the, the fact that Walken is gone after yeah. that, yep, that's the point at which he twists, and he's just like, "Gone yep. to the ether, man." Yeah, it's a tragedy all the way around, and the fact that he ends up back there yeah. and finds him again there because this guy never moved on from that moment, like he never moved on emotionally or, or mentally from that mm-hmm. situation. And he comes back to it over and over again. You're like, Jesus Christ, how long has this guy been doing this? You know, that where he has to come back and find him in Vietnam yeah. after the war has ended. It's madness, man. And the whole story, everything with uh, with uh, Meryl Streep, John Cazale, of course, fantastic. The Lake, John Cazale, fantastic yeah. in that. All of it around. Like, I think it's a great story for me. And I'm not the biggest fan of Vietnam movies. I'm not the biggest fan of them. Uh, only when they're done really well do I do I like them, and that was one. And Apocalypse Now is the other one. Those yeah. are, you know, I'm not a platoon guy. I don't like. I don't think platoon holds up much. Uh, the Oliver Stone one, uh, any of those other ones, Hamburger Hill, any of those, they yeah, don't. Born they, on the Fourth of July. Yeah, the, none of those hold up for me the way that Deer Hunter does and the way that Apocalypse Now do. Well, so. those other ones. I know I, I expressed this point for Fourth of July when we talked about it on the mm. three times we've done Tom Cruise. Yeah, but it's come up at some point. Um, I didn't live through. Vietnam. Right. So I don't need to tear the scab off a wound that doesn't exist. Right, right, right. right. And a lot of these movies are that, of like, we need to understand as a society right. the cathartic uh, um, 
kind of understanding of what we asked our citizens to do yeah. and how this war was pointless and it was built upon a lie. Yeah. Um, what is it? The, the Tonkin um, offensive or whatever? Right. The Bay of no, no, the Bay of uh, where where Johnson oh, said Gulf we of got Tonkin. Gulf of Tonkin. Yeah, right. Where we got attacked, but it actually didn't transpire like that. Yeah. But it was just a lie to tell the American people to get us into this war. Yes. Yeah. That our government wanted to be in. What a shock. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I didn't live through that. So the some of it sometimes I don't mind. So this or uh, Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. Or I, I like okay going back Full Metal. I like. Yeah. yeah. Well, you like the first half. I like the first half. It's still being on, but it's like the first half. Yeah. yeah. And I understand everybody's yeah. problem with it being, I like the duality of it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, most of those others, like Platoon is fine. Hamburger Hill was just, it's kind of like this genre is hot. Yeah. And we're pumping out a bunch of these right yeah. now. Yeah. It happens. World War Two had that run. Yeah. The inner city uh, things and Boys in the Hood. That, uh, yeah. That had a run. Yeah. Once, yeah. Like, Menace Society, South Central. Right now, uh, you know, uh, I'm sure there'll be a run on Black Horror. Because after oh, right. Get Out and Us, yes. oh, hey, and, and Black Panther, more black-led uh, movies. Yep. But it's like, oh, that's hot right now. That's how Hollywood works. Yep. So um, apparently there was a post on Facebook, what things do we say all the time? And I was about to say one, which is, baby, if it makes dollars, it makes sense. <laughs> I saw that one. Uh, yeah. Can't it's you... all that one on. It's like, do I say that one a lot? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, we, we both have our things that yeah. we say over and yeah. over again. <laughs> I mean, we've been doing the show for three years. Well, We're look, going to repeat things. only a maximum size of your one's vocabulary. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it can go up and go down. I think it was done out of love. There's a lot of yeah, hundred percent. I love I love reading. It. I was like, yeah. oh yeah, oh, I must say that more often than I think. And another one, I was like, hundred percent. I say that word too much. Uh, <laughs> that was great. Um, all right, so then my number eight is the Wolf of Wall Street. That's a punt. Oh, fair. Okay, cool. What's your number seven? Um, seven for me is I'm sure we're about to say the words punt. Okay, Gandhi. Uh, did not put it on the list. I watched it for this. Oh, what did you think? It was fantastic. Yes! It was fantastic. Yes! How ironic that I didn't have it on my list, but you loved it that much to put it on your list. That's fucking great. Uh, I couldn't be happier that it's on your list. It would go higher, except I don't know if I'll see it again because it took me this long to see. Yeah. So, but Ben Kingsley. It's incredible. 100% believe him, and I love. He is 26 when he is making that movie. They're 26. They're very early on. There are like two or three moments where. very specific scenes, and I could point to um, seem like a TV movie, and I was right. like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, Re- maybe it was just really impressive for the time, but the kind of glacial inevitability of this was done so beautifully. Yeah, and then the fallout from finally getting what they wanted, and some of the forecasters, the doomsayers, were correct. Yeah, uh, which makes sense. You see it every time a people are liberated. Well, now they have to fight for their own identity. Right, right. and everybody thinks they know what is right. Um, and just to see, yeah, on some level, everybody learns about Gandhi. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you think you know, but to see it brought to life by an Englishman, of all things. Yeah. Now would never happen in a million years. Right. But he looks like Gandhi. Mm-hmm. I assume he sounds like Gandhi yep. because there are still numerous people that were alive that knew Gandhi. Yep. Um, and he is half, I think he's half Indian or quarter Indian, Kingsley is. Oh, is he? So he was, he was the connection there as well. And you go Gandhi from a young man to what he becomes, and the progression makes sense. And they still give him uncomfortable moments of reactions to things. Yeah. He's not a perfect spiritual leader. Doesn't always have the answer. Exactly. And I love that. That's what makes <laughs> the film uh, come to life for me is it's, it's an honest 
portrayal of a man progressing to this point in his life mm-hmm. where he becomes what he becomes. And people grab these sayings and these thoughts and stuff, but this is all later on in his life that he came to this wisdom. So yeah. you, as a young person, will see this wisdom. You want to embrace this wisdom and try to put it in motion, but you're not always going to be able to do it just like he couldn't always be able to do it. Exactly. It's the progression of it that's really uh, fantastic. And all the incredible actors, there's great, a lot of British, great British actors all through the film. Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen, John Gilgood, Candace, uh, Candace Bergen. Bergen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the only thing that I will say, <laughs> it doesn't bother me that you cast Ben Kingsley, uh-huh. Uh-huh. but the end credits, yeah. it is English actor, English actor, like one at a time. Oh, yeah, yeah, English yeah. actor, English actor, American actor, English actor, English actor, and then... I believe there might be one Indian before yeah. it starts to go into two on a screen. Yeah. And now we start acknowledging the Indian actors, yeah. even though a lot of them were on screen more yes. than all those. I understand they're the bigger names. Right, right, right. But at the same time, this doesn't hold up well. Yeah, that I would don't not mind the Kings That would not be happening now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just do it by screen time or yeah. something like that. Sure, just sure. like he had the most. Boom. This guy, uh, the, the gentleman who's a – there's numerous. Like, uh, um, shit, Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. That one Out scene. of nowhere. Yeah. 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 Um, there are uh, several um, young actors uh, who eventually later on played like Middle Eastern characters yes. yeah. and Indian characters, whatnot, played of that region, yep. Pakistani or Afghanistani yep. or, or all that. Just like, oh, shit, that guy. Oh, mm-hmm. I've seen him in a million things. Maybe this was like his first you know, real gig. Well, if you saw Dumbo, the guy who plays Nero in Gandhi is the guy who sure. has the snake around his, uh, around his neck. That's the same actor. Yeah, he was the, uh, I want to say, politician or slash diplomat in Temple of Doom. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. It was just like uh, Dr. Yeah. Jones like talking to him because he is the <laughs> westernized face of this tribal cult-like thing. Yeah. yeah so he's yeah. the one that's smoothing things out so they can keep doing what they want to do. And Ian Charlson, who plays the priest, uh, is from Chariots of Fire. That's the guy from Chariots oh, of Fire, okay. if, you've never, if you've ever seen Chariots of Fire. So, yeah, all, all around. I'm, I'm so happy it's on your list, man. I, you know, It was really good. Yeah, I love, I love that movie. I feel terrible that it didn't make my list, and I may have to rethink my list now. Uh, but, yeah, absolutely. Okay, what's your number six? Six is Malcolm X. That's my six, yep. Malcolm X. I couldn't break the top five. I wanted to make that time, and I'm like, no, I can't. With all good conscience, I can't put it in the top five. It just doesn't stack up. Like, so you know, one we're about to get to on mine. I know I'm going to watch this ten more times. Yes, like ten times more than I will watch Malcolm X. Yep. And I enjoy the film so thoroughly now. With each repeat, it's yep. actually grown because I thought it was okay when it came out. Whereas Malcolm X is, is I will revisit it. Yeah. But it's just the rewatchability isn't as high as, say, my top five. Right. I agree with that. Um, and that's just for me as a 40-year-old white guy. It's <laughs> the opinion there. If it's for others, be like, it means so much more to me. 100% understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like when Silvestrini had Father of the Bride, her number one, yeah. Steve Martin relist. I think that's what it was. Be like, yep. It's because of my dad. And be like, I can't fight you on that. That makes all the sense in the world. Mm-hmm. I have movies like that myself. Um, but Malcolm X, I mean, we've talked about it uh, we have. several times. Such a great film. It is. It's a little bit uneven at certain spots, which I think is why it keeps it out of my top five. Mm-hmm. But it's still such a fantastic performance from Denzel. It's a very authentic uh, interpretation of Alex Haley's book. And you at least get a window into this world. And it's up to you mm-hmm. if you want to go and explore it more and find out and find this. And I guarantee you, if you have even a passing interest in Malcolm X and you have not listened to his speeches, 
Go and listen to his speeches. It will blow you away what this man could do with his speeches and how he could make convince you of certain, or at least convince you to look at things in a new perspective, in a new way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the movie captures that in a number of moments with what Denzel's doing. It isn't just the fiery speeches. It's more about how he intelligently breaks things down yeah. when he talks about things. And you're just like, oh, shit. Yeah, once, you know, it's nice because he's what you hope a lot of people are, most yeah. people, if not all. Is when confronted with new information, is willing to reassess a truth that exactly. he believes is concrete. Right. And that's not easy. Nope. A lot of people can't do it. No, they just blindly, you know, yeah. this is what I believe and there's nothing you would say that can sway me. And right. I understand that. We all have those uh, types of things. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he was leading the charge in one specific, down one direction. Yeah. And then saw the hypocrisy, saw the, the layers upon layers of bullshit. Yeah. Uh, and then eventually he was like, I can't – this is not what I believe. Right. And I just strike out on my own no matter how difficult that is. And ultimately it cost him his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it just it's it's such an interesting time in human history. You couple that that resistance and that movement with like Gandhi. Yes. Who we just talked about. Yeah. Where, you know, you need to stand up to uh, hatred with mm-hmm. – Love and compassion and opening your arms and turning the other cheek and doing other things that are way more difficult than to fight back yeah. in these types of instances because it's just, you know, yeah. it's weird that that happened not too long ago. Yeah, I know. It's kind of mind-blowing. It is. It's only 50 years ago. Uh, my number seven, then, is uh, Ben-Hur. Not on my list. Yeah, that's fair. This is one of those, like the Silvestrini, this is one of those ones that it is my – I love this movie to pieces. Watched it with my family growing up. The uh, The – Lessons of the movie, you know, this guy who is um, a Jewish prince in his town, uh, confronted with a Roman soldier who used to be his best friend growing up. Mm-hmm. This Roman soldier wants him to betray the other Jewish citizens who are talking negatively about Rome. Yeah. He won't do it. He So the, the, the Roman guy thinks he's betraying him. And so he trumps up charges when an accidental uh, a tile yeah, from the rock. roof yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, falls down. And instead of instead of accepting the the reason of why that happened, that it's an old roof and it was an accident, he uses it to try to manipulate uh, Judah Ben Hur, that's uh, the Charlton Heston character, into giving up. Uh, he won't do it, and he puts him into slavery and sends his mother and sister into a leper colony. And it's like fuck. And so the whole movie is his fight, his struggle to get back to that point to be able to exact revenge somehow. And along the way, Jesus Christ gives him water. And near the end, he watches Jesus Christ's walk to the crucifixion. And it's just so powerful. And in the meantime, he becomes a king or he becomes a prince again for Rome in some uh, odd way, you know. It's it's adopted almost. Yeah, he gets adopted officially because he saves one of these centurion generals from a sea battle. And the centurion general thinks that he has been – he's lost the battle, but he actually wins the battle. And because Judah saved him, he is uh, uh, revered in Rome as a general again. And so he adopts Judah for that. And it's it's just an incredible journey how it goes around. And it's a film I watch all the time. They're coming out with a, a, a remastered version uh, in the theaters, I think, for the 50th or 60th anniversary okay. of the film, 60th anniversary of the film. And it'll be out, I think, in the next couple of weeks or something like that. So it still holds weight with a lot of people. So, and it's my Easter tradition every year. So it's coming up. So I'll probably watch it this Sunday. Um, all right. What's your number five? Five is the punt from earlier, Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, okay. Wow, shit. I thought, I thought it was good when it came out. So yeah. in the theater, I was like, that was good. Yeah. And then um, 
once it came out on whatever streaming service first, yeah. I couldn't stop watching it. <laughs> it's so... Yeah. Man, the performances are so incredible. Can't deny that. I, I, DiCaprio alone crawling to the car, oh. that is utterly ridiculous to mm-hmm. film that scene. It should be so over the top. And I, I hate it when actors try and play drunk because yeah. they always do that. <laughs> like the the Speedy Gonzalez's friends in the Mexican town. <laughs> it's always a And you're like, dude. That's a rare occurrence. Yeah. That is a rare occurrence. And it just seems to be the stereotype, <laughs> some version of that. But to see somebody so just whacked out of his mind yep. on barbiturates and drugs that don't get manufactured anymore. Yep. On top of uppers and downers and booze and just yeah. him and Jonah Hill like smoking uh, crack in that phone booth or whatever it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The look on their faces. Yes. And they, I can't believe that this is actually based on a true story. Where this guy managed to take penny stocks yep. and turn it into a, I mean, multi-million dollar industry. <laughs> he has all this money, and he's trying to evade having to pay taxes on it. Yep. The sheer hubris and the fact that, you know, he robbed. He robbed people of their money, Yep. and he is fine. Yep. He's fine. He's the one telling the story. He is. It's based Sell on his book. Pen. Yeah. At the fucking end. And just to watch that and be like the hypocrisy of our justice system. This is... This is a beautiful illustration of that. I always think it's the, it's like, you know, when you think about, like, everyone hates Hitler, right? But you start to look at Stalin, you start to look at Pol Pot, Idi Amin. They killed way more people. Yeah. But like Eddie Izzard says in the stand-up, it's almost, it's so overwhelming, they're almost like, uh, good job, great job. Like with money, is the same thing. The more you steal, the less you seem to get punished, and the quicker you're out of jail. True. But you shoot somebody, you're in jail for 20 years. You steal $500 million dollars. You're in jail for four or five, and you keep most of it. It's madness. Or yeah, or perhaps you just relinquish the majority of the funds from the ill-gotten gains and whatever real estate or whatnot. Maybe you could keep that. Yes. If you live in certain states, that cannot be seized, so you will retain. That's why a bunch of people live in Florida. Yeah. Athletes and whatnot. Oh right, exactly. If they go bankrupt, you can't seize your home in Florida. So that's why a bunch of athletes (laughs) and other rich people own homes in Florida. Makes sense. Does. Does yeah. if you got a Nick Cage kind of lifestyle, we just spend money all willy nilly. <laughs> it's good to own a home, for, you know, somewhere where they yeah. can't take it. And you know, the the difference between him and like Bernie Madoff is Bernie Madoff just straight robbed people. Yes, he's selling them a lotto ticket, and yeah. they're just paying in at you know ten thousand here, twenty thousand there, a hundred thousand there. They're buying what they think is a lotto ticket. Yeah. And it's a little bit more of you got yourself into this mess as opposed to Bernie Madoff just flat line because yeah. somebody had to make a little bit of money on that. Yeah, it's kind of inevitable. With all these people, whoever got in early, more than likely all these people that are buying huge chunks, it drives the price of the stock up. Yep, there's demand. There's only so much supply. So the people who are early on, they they may have, you know more than likely made some good money on that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think he should have won the Oscar for this over Revenant. Yeah, not even close. Yeah, I, I like I like Revenant, but what he like when he. Starts to change his mind about, uh, you know, making a deal with the FBI. And he starts, like, convulsing in the speech. Like, that's incredible acting, man. And he becomes an animal. He becomes primal in that mm-hmm. moment. You're just like, this is this motherfucker is insane. And you're right. The crawling uh, to the ch- – I've said this before on another show, maybe one of ours. I, I said, you should not be able to a- graduate acting class until you can do that scene. Like that scene. Who could do that scene? That's what I'm saying. That means only the best are going to get out of this fucking class. Dave Lewis, such a difficult scene. Streep, Tom Hanks. Yeah, maybe. If maybe. Yeah, I know. 
That's a very specific criteria. It's such an incredible scene. It is. That's I, a good actor. I love the great actor. He thinks he everything was hunky dory getting home. Oh yeah. And then flashing <laughs> back to the reality, he's clipping mailboxes. He's oh, it's I mean, just oh, so good. It just the kicks car in is out of nowhere. Tore up. It is, and it, it's a drop in the bucket of the financial holdings that he has. It doesn't yes. matter. Crashes that helicopter. Yes. Oh yeah, the helicopter. The just, right. and the, I mean, this is a true story. <laughs> This is a true fucking story. Yes, it is. This guy's out walking around now. <laughs> yeah, he is. And, and some people, you know, they're very on the mad back about it. Yeah. Saying, hey, uh, you don't do drugs anymore. You cleaned your life up. Good yeah. for you. And you're like, oh, wow. Yeah. Only in America. Uh, only in America. All right. My number five is the good, the bad, and the ugly. That's a punt. Okay. All right. What's your number four? Four is uh, Seven Samurai. That is a punt. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my four is Braveheart. That is not a three-hour film. What? I looked it up twice. Are you sure? On IMDb and Wikipedia, it both lists the running time at 2.58. What? If you just Google it, I'm gonna Google look it says up. like 3.01 or 3.02. Ah, if you're right, then I can adjust my list. But Wikipedia and IMDb, I was like, Braveheart's making this list, and I looked it up in, on oh, IMDb, 2.58. You were right. I know. I was heartbroken. Oh, my God. I just assumed. I, I so did I, and then I Googled All right. Braveheart because I was just checking the links. Yeah, on a bunch of these. All right, Gandhi has made the list. Yeah, I wrote it down. I got two fifty eight slash three hundred two next right. to Braveheart. Gandhi made that was my number eleven. So Gandhi. Makes I wanted to be right. on this list. That was my number four. Then the good, the bad, and the ugly, and five would be Malcolm X. All right, so it did make my top five. All right, uh, then where are we after? Uh, did you do your four? Well, that was a punt. Which is four was Seven Samurai. Oh right, right, right. So then, what's number three? Three is uh, Schindler's List. Yeah, I couldn't put it on the list. Really? Yeah, because. It's our top, like, top three hour films. It's not a film I go back to and watch. I've only seen it twice. That's the beauty of it, though. I, 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 it's an incredible film. It's one of the greatest films ever made. Can't deny it. But personal list, it's not a one I go back to and watch over and over again. So I had to, I had to cut it for that reason. But the indelibility of the scenes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I could start rattling off. Yes, you're right. Just like we did with Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, I remember everything. You're and right. And you would. And you'd yep. be like, oh, yeah, and they go this. And, yep. like, I mean... Trying to convince Ray finds the true power is actually sparing people. Yeah. When I saw that and like just the long con you're trying to play, and it works. Yep. Because it's much like when you brought up on Sports Time. I don't know if we actually ever talked about it on the show. And you're like, I hate these celebrations because they're getting so long. And I was like, I can't wait. It's been around for so long. Eventually, it'll go minimalist or it'll go avant garde. Yeah. And people will try like, oh, you'll do it now. I just do like this tiny little motion. Yeah. Who could do the best like one move? Yeah. It'll just kind of the ebb and the flow and the ebb and the flow. Um, but yeah, Schindler's List to me, it, it's just for that reason when he's on the balcony and he's just nonchalantly picking people off. Meanwhile, yeah. he just had sex with a Jew. Yeah. Uh, right. and Beth Davids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the maid. yeah. and the, the, the party where he kisses her and then everybody's aghast yeah. and he could lose his position and potentially end up in like jail and whatnot right. for that alone. And we haven't even talked about the more harrowing side. Yeah. And the breakdown at the end of Liam Neeson with like this pen, yeah. and Ben Kingsley just handing him a list, and like you have to understand, it doesn't matter. Right. This, these, you have saved an entire generation of people, mm-hmm. and you know. Well, the architect scene where she, where the, the female architect is saying, "You're building the thing wrong." Oh yeah, and she gets shot just for questioning it. Yeah, which is ridiculous. And then they fix it. And then they fix it. How because, dare you? Right, because they're like, we're not going to tell you that you're right, and if we. If we kill you, you can't tell anybody else that you were right. That's f- just the the brutal logic of oh, it is overwhelming. It's like, 
in 12 Years a Slave, when uh, uh, Chiwetel's character mm. is, I think he's an engineer, but he uh, convinces, uh, it's not Fassbender, it's pre- uh, Cumberbatch. Yes. Let's build this raft, and we can get him much quicker, more efficiently, and we're not doing back-breaking work all day long. Yeah. And it pisses off Paul Dano and the other guy that are driving him. And ultimately, Cumberbatch is like, you're right. And he somewhat treats him like an equal. Yeah. But when justice is coming, it's just the, I have to, uh, you have to run. You have yeah. to, I got to sell you to Fassbender because yeah. you're going to be dead. And I can't stop that. I can't right. get in the way of that. And right. you're like, Jesus Christ, the reality here is ridiculous. I can't admit any kind of wrong right. to this other person. Right. Because that we deem that person lesser, lesser than. Not, yeah. not even, you're not the same species. Yeah, species, yeah. You're a beast of burden. Yeah. And just fucking Gandhi with the in South Africa. Right. Same thing. Yeah. I mm-hmm. bought a first class ticket. I am a lawyer. I right. am a British citizen. Yeah. Guess what? You can't walk on my sidewalk. <laughs> You're like, you can't walk on my fucking sidewalk. Are you kidding me? Right. When you're getting stopped by these South I'm a African lawyer. hillbillies? I'm yeah. a lawyer. And you're gonna you who just probably walked away from a fucking seven eleven, South African version of seven eleven, you're gonna tell me I can't walk on a fucking same street as you? Yeah. Fuck you. I went to London that? for schooling. Yeah. I am passed yeah. by the bar there. Yeah. To go before whatever magistrate or whatever it was, a guy in a wig. Yep. It just <laughs> it's a common theme with a lot of historical you know, it's just the inequality that people give people. Right. We've treated each other shitty as soon as we could. Oh yeah. The the, the need for status is the uh hallmark of human interaction and human Civilization is the need for status. You can lord it over another person. It's just, oh. it's how it always goes. Dude, me and a buddy. It's, um, it's happening now. Yeah. We're pitching uh, game shows for a while. Oh, nice. Uh, it was it was years ago, but one that we came up with, just the title was I'm Better Than You. Because oh. oh. I figured when you're scrolling through, who doesn't stop at least once on I'm Better Than You? What is this? Yeah. And basically, it's um, one person. So it's kind of like a. There's a pool of contestants, and they don't know that individual's strength. And then there's a list of like questions and whatnot, and yeah. you choose. You get to choose the question and the person. Some of these people are like astrophysicists or right. historians right. or like you know professors or whatnot. But you have to like I'm better than you at whatever this is. It could be a physical challenge. It could be a whatever right. whatnot. And we had like all this stuff built in and, and made it into like a uh, oh shit, what was that game where you're running through the obstacle course and get knocked off? So there are aspects of that. Oh, like they became like wipeout was it wipeout? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there are aspects of that. Like if you got it wrong, then we had like a, a door that would drop out that right. Ellen eventually did on. I'm sure that oh it just yeah, did on. yeah, yeah, yeah. And just stuff like that. When you lose, boom, we just send you out in some unglorious way. Yeah. To, so we get a laugh out of it. Unfortunately, you failed. <laughs> boom, pot goes up, and we had all these mechanics built in. Nobody ever bid on it. Uh, right. You know, just like a lot, the the vast majority of pitches. Yeah. We had another one that I thought would sell, but. Uh, <laughs> I think we were up against somebody who already produces a reality TV show, and he had one in development that we didn't know at the time, but it yeah. was close to. wasn't the same, but it was close to. Right. You're like, oh, shit. Well, nobody really knew about that. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, so Schindler's List. <laughs> there we go. So Star Wars. So Star Wars. <laughs> uh, uh, so that's your number three. That's my number three. All right. So my number three, then, is Lawrence of Arabia. They're not going to make my list. I didn't watch it for this. Oh, shit. You've still never seen it? No. God damn it, Nost. Dude, it's a three-hour movie. It's uh, more than that. It's yeah, a three-hour and 45-minute movie. Exactly. So you got to make time for something like that. I set aside for this for Gandhi and for Deer Hunter. All right. If you can stand to be in a movie theater with me for four hours, I will take you to Gandhi at some point. I mean, to Lawrence of Arabia at some well, point. Because they show it at the Egyptian and they show it at the Arrow all the time. Maybe we should have the show fucking pay for it and then we figure out a way to make something for Patreon. Oh, that'd be brilliant. I'm uh, down with that. 
Uh, all right, so yeah, Lawrence Arabia. I, I know I, I can't believe I didn't put it one or two, but it is where it is for a reason. It is a fantastic film. It's an incredible film. Almost four hours. Peter O'Toole, all this stuff, historical epic, really moving. If you enjoyed Gandhi, you're gonna love Lawrence of Arabia, um, Omar Sharif. Everything about this movie. If you haven't seen it, give give it a chance. Go and watch it. And if you, you know, if you have seen it, you know what I'm talking about. The cinematography from David Lean is incredible. The story, the change in Lawrence. Uh, the uncomfortable moments that occur, the, that, that cause these changes. Anthony Quinn is fantastic in the film. Uh, and Aqaba and all the things that he overcomes in order to try to create this uh, c- uh, union between the Arabs and the English and what it ends up costing him mm-hmm. uh, and how it ends up affecting him as he gets uh, as he leaves that theater of war and tries to assume a normal life. It's incredible. All right. What's your number two? Uh, two is the punt from you earlier, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Wow, two. All right, go ahead. Yeah. But just... So good. It is so good. Mm-hmm. And I will more than likely watch it. I think Wolf of Wall Street will be probably the most watched on my list. Oh, nice. It's Maybe that or two hours. Just because it can be on at any point. Right. And I can watch for 10 minutes or the rest of the movie, and I'm right. fine. Other ones, it's just like, if I'm in, I'm in. Right. And I don't want to start halfway through. Right. Good, the bad, and the ugly, I could. Sure. Um, I, It wouldn't depreciate my enjoyment of it, mm-hmm. but like... I don't know, Seven Samurai that we're going to get to. Yeah. I don't know if I can, I need to start to finish that thing. Gotcha. That's more of a, you know, I'm sitting down to watch this fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a long movie. It is. It's an investment. Um, but the good, the bad, I mean, it's look, it's it's prime Clint. It's yeah. it's one of the best Westerns of all time. Yep. It's, it's such a simple story, but the characters are so vividly portrayed and brought to life yeah. and the dynamic between all of them. And as much as there is a quote-unquote good, he's not really good. Right, 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 right. Yeah. No they're one's all clean. ugly. They're all ugly, exactly. Yeah, and they're all bad. Yeah. And technically, from their vantage point, sometimes they're good. Yep. Um, just like, uh, uh, you know, the ugly with his brother. Mm-hmm. Just like, that. you're not better than me. Right. You, you thought know. you could judge me because you're a priest. Yeah. But... I'm the one that stayed home. I stayed home and took care of our parents while you ran off to exactly. Sam because you couldn't handle it. Exactly. So you want to judge me. You want Once again, you want to lord over your status over me. Fuck you. This is the real truth. Yeah. This is really what happened. You didn't want to face it. How, you know, you're a man of God. You just use that so you could be superior to other people. The truth is you yeah. did this because you didn't I know you're bullshit. It. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. don't even try. Exactly. I will cede a lot of the moral high ground to you, yeah. which he is implying yeah. in that. And then ultimately it's like you are just as hypocritical. Yeah, as I am. Well, not just as, but you have hypocrisy, mm-hmm. just like the rest of us. Right. Um, and to see a redeeming quality of him, and now it's just like, wow, he stayed home. To take a, maybe that 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 drove him to rob and cheat and steal because he had to do something. He had right. To steal his bread to feed the family, whatever the case was. Yeah. You know, it's a gateway crime. Started small and just works larger. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Right. Um, but over and over and over, it's just beautifully cast, beautifully shot. The mm-hmm. pacing is excellent. The music is the second to none. Yeah. Just, I mean, it's amazing when something like this comes out. It's just like, wow, everybody was firing on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. Just great script, cinematography, director, acting, music. Boom, 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 boom. Just right across the board. Yeah, I feel like he was. I feel like he was working it out with uh, for a few dollars more and fistful of dollars. Sure. I feel like he was working it out, and then he nailed it in Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Like everything, he knew exactly how to use Clint perfectly. How to use Lee Van Cleef, who had who they had already been in a film together mm-hmm. uh, for him, and Eli Wallach as well. Sorry, sorry. The combination of everything was just fen- phenomenal, and um, the way it ends is just the classic. 
It is. Three-way showdown. Mexican standoff, baby. Yeah, total Mexican standoff. And then to end it the way you did Screaming for Blondie is just brilliant. It's such a good movie. Yeah, it really is. I mean, you could... And you flip flip (laughs) in the the Civil War stuff, Matt. Good God. You you could take that out. If people want to fault him for why did did the story need to deviate to here? And I just think it's to give a broader scope to the story to show that these people are bad, but so is everybody else. Yes, you know, here's a war that's going on that neither side wants to really be in, but right. they're needlessly killing each other over, especially this far west, over stakes that have are irrelevant yep. to them. Um, it's just such a good movie. Yeah. We talked about it a lot. It, just, it destroys all the, the conventions of, yeah, you know, religion, war, civilization, society, money, all of it. It destroys it all. Uh, that's your number two. Yeah, what's your two? Seven Samurai. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, we have yeah, the yeah. same number one. Yeah, I hope so. I don't see how it's not possible. <laughs> Seven Samurai is. Listen, uh, I, I get what Matt says. You sit down. You have to sit down and watch the whole. Th- For me, it is one of those because I'm a massive Japanese film fan. It's one of these ones I can pick up wherever and watch because it's just Toshiro Mifune makes it mm-hmm. able for you to watch it wherever and pick up wherever you're watching it and go into it. Uh, so many great actor Japanese actors through this thing, and of course, it sparked uh, Magnificent Seven. It sparked any kind of film that you saw since this film came out uh from this date of this film year this film came out anything where you saw people getting together to to defend a defenseless uh, group of people over a larger group of people this film yeah. influenced that we're getting when we're getting the band together yeah not back together but we're getting the band together yep that is thanks to this movie yeah exactly and such so many great archetypes such great script and very moving very if you have, it's a black and white movie it does have subtitles because it's all in Japanese. But Akira Kurosawa is one of the greatest film directors, if not the greatest film director ever. And look what he's able to do with this three-hour epic. By the time you're done with it, I swear it feels like two hours tops. And because it, 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 you don't think it zips along, but the dialogue is fantastic. The humor is all there. Then the reality of the situation, the swings in emotion mm-hmm. uh, from these uh, villagers. And then what the villagers kind of do in the... In, in, in mistrusting these samurai, even though they need these samurai, there's so many things going True. on in terms of classes and everything like that. All of it through, and it's pretty tragic when you see how it all ends up when the final battle happens: who lives and who dies, and what they say there. So it, it's such an incredibly fa- beautiful film and well-written film, and an epic in every uh, uh, sense of the word. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's just it's the blueprint or the template. For so many movies now mm. that you kind of take for granted, yeah, like the gang ups, like there is no Lord of the Rings movie on some level, probably now the book predates, yeah, and and it's not to say that you know this idea was not entirely forged by uh, Kurosawa, right, right, it wasn't, but on film to see that this random group of individuals kind of come together and coalesce into a team and have you know an objective, yeah, and how that goes and who makes it to the end and who doesn't. I don't think you have Dirty Dozen without this film. You don't. You don't have Magnificent Seven, obviously. Obviously, right, right. Um, what was that 80s one, Battle Beyond the Stars? That one where they brought in everybody to fight this evil... Battle Beyond the Stars? Yeah. It was a TV was, show. It, it was, a, oh, was it a TV show? Well, it sounds like Battle of the Network Stars, first and foremost, but um, Battle Beyond the Stars? Yeah, it was like it's a so sci- generic. It was like a sci-fi from the 80s. Yeah, by George Papard, Robert Vaughn. Uh, a young Papard. farmer. Here is this it is. a TV movie? It, no, it was released in theaters. I remember I saw it. A young farmer sets out to recruit mercenaries to defend his peaceful planet, which is under threat of invasion by evil tyrant Sador and his armada of aggressors. Uh, yeah, Robert Vaughn, Richard Thomas, yeah. John Boys, and John Saxon, 
uh, Sybil Danning. All these people. Around. I remember seeing this in the theater. Uh, Paddle be on the This stars. movie spawns three amigos. Oh, yeah. That's a fair point. It's, Absolutely. Yeah, it touched a lot of different genres and, <laughs> and uh, different styles. Uh, yeah, you could argue Ocean's Eleven. You could sure. argue a team up. Uh, yeah, t- anything is team up. Is which that is many people? Be, three amigos is smaller, but at the same time, they, they, it is the villagers reaching out to and trying to find individuals to rectify their El Guapo problem, <laughs> which is what Seven Samurai is. Uh, yeah, they just have a different El Guapo. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just any anytime you can find uh, a movie like that, there is part of its DNA is uh, laced with. Seven Samurai. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, so then our number one, I imagine, is the same one as The Godfather, Godfather two. Part Two. Yeah. yeah. Woo! Um, yeah, what do you say about perfection? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, fantastic. Yes. It's uh, both of our favorite in the trilogy. Yes. Um, it's the scope of it from jumping back and forth in time. As if that's not enough, you have Michael expanding his empire into tr- into some attempt at credibility, some attempt of being accepted as uh, a businessman, even though the, what he does in conducting his business is kind of terrible. He's still a businessman, and he wants mm-hmm. to be seen this way. And it goes all the way out to Miami. It goes into mur- the old school Murder, Inc. This is essentially Hy- – Hyman Roth is essentially Meyer Lansky. Yeah. This idea to want to achieve – the highest levels of power within the world of the mafia and also the highest levels of power in the country, in America, that credibility that he sought. Mm -hmm. And it drives him to the point where he loses his wife, loses his kids, uh, loses his brother, uh, and uh, all in the effort to save his family. And in the end, did he make all the right moves? Yeah. You could argue he did, but inside he was always – uh, this cold well, son of a bitch. He made all the right moves if you want to keep the family in the business it's in. Yes, true. Good point. Good you point. could have just said, you know what, let's disavow this and take the money we've made and just yep. go legitimate. Yeah. Next generation is out of this and we just we use our influence now basically due to Michael. Yeah. What they you know, what his father, Brando, tried to do, Corleone. Right. Uh to Michael, get in the legitimate side and then eventually you can Ted Kennedy and get the fuck out of the bootlegged right. side. Right. Uh, and, you know, you're Camelot to this day. <laughs> uh, and it's interesting just to see, you know, him repeat the sins of the past. Yes. And get corrupted by mm-hmm. the world that's been created and everything that his parents didn't want for him. But ultimately, he just seemed utterly destined for. Yeah. And then, of course, the Fredo and the... Yeah. Yeah. He seems to have... Uh, and the changing Connie from the beginning of that movie to the end of the movie is fantastic, too. Yeah. You know, Connie is like the, you know, frivolous uh, guy with... Uh, Oh, sorry, girl with, uh, what's his face, uh, Tab Hunter. And then by the end, she understands that she has to come back to the family and be uh, of service to the family. She has to put away this anger she has about the death of her first husband and how it went down and embrace what she needs to do in her role in the family. And that happens to a lot of people. Like they they wild it out in their 20s and 30s and then realize, no, I've got to come back home, yeah. lay the roots back down be a part of this family to to keep it moving forward for the next generations, you know? And uh, it's incredible how that goes. And and the, the just all of it is just, if you haven't seen it, it's it's phenomenal. So watch it, blah, blah, blah. Uh, all right, let's put this list together, my friend. All right, so Godfather 2 yep. is e- easy enough. Where'd you have Good the Bad? I had it at four. 
Okay, so we got a good, the bad, seven samurai situation. Oh, no. Is that your 4-2? Yeah, it's a two-force oh, flip-off. son of a bitch. Did you bring the coin? Um, I have a coin. I got a quarter. Okay, let's do it. And uh, apologies to Hasso. The coin is uh, is not here today. Is he making us a new one? He is. He got lost more than likely somewhere in Europe. Oh, he got brought with and the then, excursions. Yeah, when I opened, so I don't know what I do. I brought it with, but I don't. I never opened that pocket. I don't believe. Okay, once. Okay, and I found the bag open, and the other coin that we had, uh, the specialty coin. Oh yeah, was out. Okay, so at some point I opened it. I don't know. I don't remember when because it's the only thing in the pocket. Okay, we never used it, but. Yeah, so Hassel was like, I'm, I'm making another. And it was like, oh, you didn't have to, but yeah. thank you. It's very kind of you. Uh, you want to call it in the air? Uh, sure. All right. Heads. It is heads. Hey, I'll take seven seconds. Right. Yeah. All right. So good, the bad after that. And your three was what again? Uh, my three was. Lawrence of Arabia. Which I don't have. Right. Schindler's, you don't have. Right. But what was your three? Schindler's. Oh, wow. Uh, do you want to move Good, the Bad, and the Ugly up there to three? No. Oh, it's already there. Okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. We're at number four. We All both right. have Wolf of Wall Street. What do you have that? I have it at seven. Um, what, what was your three again? Schindler's. Let's put, put it there. And then we'll put Lawrence underneath. And then we'll go from there in terms of the comparisons. All right. Yeah, since I won the first, that's fine. Uh, I think Wolf is the next highest we have in common. Malcolm X. Don't we have Malcolm X in common? Six, five. That's mine, five, yeah. And you have it at six? Uh, yeah, although that just got bumped up. <laughs> re- rejiggering. All right, Wolf of Wall Street next. Okay, that's fine. Uh, I have Gandhi at 10 now, so you can put Gandhi on the list if you want. Well, that's the only one? other commonality we have. Okay, done. So then after that, what's your next highest? My next highest is Ben-Hur at six. Okay, Ben-Hur it is. Okay. And what's your next highest after that? The Wolf of uh, Deer Hunter at eight. All right, I got two towers at eight. I think that opening is too, mo- too long in one. That's why I didn't even count it for my list. So that's all. That's my argument. Like, I don't want to let the Lord of the Rings fans down. Fine, fine. I don't want to get a fight. There it is. There it is. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go get the thing. All right. You vamp. I will vamp. Um, you yeah, need so. Tissue. You need no, 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 I'm good. Um, yeah, Chicago people, The that show should be out in a couple weeks. Um, we have something uh, in the hopper for the week after you hear this one. Um, working on a little show uh, there for you, a special little treat. And then Toronto, Houston, slash San Antonio, please email us at the top 10 live at Gmail with the number 10, the top 10 live. And in the subject area, Put the city, and in the body, just you and how many ever. If it's just you, great. If it's you plus how many ever, just let us know, and uh, we'll mark it, set it aside, let you know that we got the email, and then uh, we'll move forward from there. But um, those are starting to really look doable. Once again, it's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash top 10 Texas and top 10 Toronto. But you can find those on our regular Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the top 10 show with the number 10. Uh, and that is the top ten show. Boom. Uh, we'll have it on there, and then um, Wednesday or Thursday this week, we'll, we can tweet out the links for those. Okay. For the email and for the two Facebook groups, 
uh, for their shows. But they're rounding into form. You guys uh, definitely stepped up if you wanted us to come there. So looks like those realities will be happening, and we'll start working on dates very soon. Woo-hoo! So uh, you ready? Now let's do this thing. The top ten three-hour films, yeah. At number ten. The Two Towers. At number nine. Ben-Hur. At number eight. Gandhi. At number seven. The Wolf of Wall Street. At number six. Malcolm X. At number five. Lawrence of Arabia. At number four. Schindler's List. At number three. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. At number two. Seven Samurai. And our number one the top three-hour film is... Uh, the Godfather Part 2. Nice. All right. There you go. And this was all thanks to Robert uh, Haley. Yes. Old Babo. 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 Who um, submitted the topic on uh, Patreon. He's a boss hog level. Nice. And at that, you get to uh, be part of the, the list of people that uh, submit ideas for a topic once a month. You get <laughs> the old school feed. You get a shout out on the show. You get all kinds of different stuff. We're working on more uh, perks. There's uh, the old episodes that go up. Uh, and you get those as well. Um, nice. And our thanks to you, Robert. Here's what he said. Here is his list. Robert Haley says, thanks for choosing my topic, gents. Always love listening to you both. A quick preface before I get to my list. There's a few I know you'll be disappointed with me for leaving off. But in general, it's because I haven't seen them. For what it's worth, I have purchased Malcolm X and Das Boot. Is Das Boot a three-hour film? Yes. Oh, no. That makes my list. Oh, no. That makes my list. That that bumps right stuff off for sure. <laughs> okay. That goes above Spartacus. Oh, I'm sorry, buddy. That might go above Two Towers. <sighs> oh, that no. That might go above... Yeah, that's uh, fucking like 6-7 range for me. Oh, Fuck. no. Oh, what are you no. going to do, man? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? We were on the road. No, no, it's not. It's two hours and 29 minutes. All right, no. good. Woo. I was going to say, I was like, I don't remember... Woo. I looked online for a long time. Just kept <laughs> racking my brain. What about this? Checking the IMDb. What about right, this? Right, right, right. Um, so just haven't seen them yet. Let the shitting on my list commence. At number 10, The Right Stuff. Can't, can't fault you there. At number nine, Ben-Hur for the chariot scene alone. Oh, nice. Uh, at number eight, Gettysburg. Oh, yeah. I may be the only one who loves this movie, but as a Civil War buff, I find it absolutely fascinating. You're not, Bobo. It's a fantastic film. And that's four and a half hours, that film. Yeah, I just, I wish it was better. <laughs> It feels I, a little like a TV movie at times. It does. I'm not going to argue that. But uh, the Jeff Daniels scene sequence yeah. is worth it. I mean, I've, I've, I've probably read 30 or 40 books in the Civil War. <laughs> not even kidding. My dad was a junkie for a long time, so I just got his hand-me-downs. And I've read a lot of books. Oh, yeah. Even down to uh, tactics that were created wow. in the Civil War. Wow. Covering fire was invented by Stonewall Jackson. Really? So advancing lines on the battlefield yeah. uh, was Stonewall Jackson, I believe. Huh. So just one side, boom, covering fire, and then the other side would advance a little right. bit. If the South had the, the the overall breadth of supplies that the North did, there's a damn good chance they easily win that because their generalship yes. was was pretty excellent. Yes, it was. Uh, but yeah, Gettysburg, uh, you know, fine movie. Seven is uh, The Green Mile. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was in consideration. Yeah. Uh, six is Lawrence of Arabia. Uh, insert Roca telling me it's too low. <laughs> yes. At five is Gandhi. Four is Spartacus. Spartacus. Three is The Wolf of Wall Street. Two is The Godfather Part Two. Ooh. At two. Two, okay. At two. Okay. Um, And number one, uh, he apparently just goes fucking crazy and just says The Lord of the Rings trilogy. 
What? Now, he has a qualifier. It says, if I have to choose one, it's fellowship. So you already chose the wrong one. Jesus Christ. I know that's both of your least favorite, but as someone who had to read the books, or had read the books, rather, uh, that first movie was so magical, especially the bridge scene in Moria and the ending with Boromir slash Aragorn. Um, yeah. I guess. Yeah. <sighs> it's just so long until it gets there, and there are so many people that agree with him right now that that's yeah. their favorite. It blows my mind. Yeah. Blows my mind. I understand that Two Towers is probably the least favorite of the average person's three. Sure, sure. Uh, because it's the middle. It's the yeah. in, most incomplete. But, you know, I like it for that. But Yeah. The favorite. Okay. Uh, movies that were just below three hours, according to my research, was Braveheart, The Godfather, and Saving Private Ryan. I guess he was right. All would have made uh, this list if they would have qualified. Well, Das Boot, add that to that list. <laughs> Love the show, and I'll see you in Texas. Robert, a.k.a. Bob O'Haley. Nice, Robert. Uh, P.S. I'm going to get you all to do Score Soundtracks episode one of these days. Oh. Well, now that you publicly said it, it'll never happen. That's right. It'll don't never don't pressure us, man. It's, yeah. it doesn't, that's not the way to do it. It's like a, a Dan Nye and now uh, oh. Andy Merriweather going, hey, you know, hey, if uh, you need a guest sometime. Nope. Mm -hmm. Nope. Pretty Dan. Uh, the fact that you were so bold-faced upon asking means we will instantly shoot you down because we're pricks. Yeah, exactly. Uh, at least I will. <laughs> And, be, and happily do it. Dan, I'm already going to help you figure out the areas you want to live in. Is that not enough? Is that not enough? What more do you want? Exactly. I'm bleeding over here, buddy. <laughs> I am. Uh, All right. And uh, that was thanks to uh, Robert Haley. Thank you so much. If you want to be a supporter of ours on Patreon, go to patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and like we brought up earlier, any support that you can give to the show, whether it's leaving a review on your podcast feed of choice, whether that's iTunes or Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, Google Play, I swear to God it's on there. Some people can find it, some people can't. I don't know how to, to I don't know how to help you with the search algorithm. Yeah. It's fucking, it doesn't make sense to me and I can see the back end, um, which is weird for Google. Yeah. But it's Chicago... Numerous people are saying, like, yeah, sometimes it's really difficult to find wow. shit on there. And you're like, wow, from Google. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. That's strange. It is. I'll, I'll try and, you know, futz with it again. Mm -hmm. um, but, it, you know, if, if giving us a review there, even if it's just downloading yep. it, or if you can make it out to a live show, fantastic. If you want to buy merch, go to shop.spreadshirt.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10. Pick up a T-shirt there. Yeah. Uh, I know we've been saying for six months that more designs are coming up, but we've actually been contacted by... Like five, six graphic designers. Yes. And if there are more out there, hit us up. We've got uh, various ideas, some T-shirts, some promotional mm -hmm. related, some like we'll need stuff for, uh, you know, flyers and stuff for cities coming up. Yeah. Uh, if we end up doing those, we definitely need your help. And now that we're back from Chicago, we'll be reaching out very soon. Come on. Uh, yeah, that you're. Um, so that's it. Uh, the the people that uh, waiting on the relist, it is coming out uh, this Sunday, yep. and then. There's a good chance that we have to release three relists next month because of our schedules. At the end of the month, it's going to be tough for us to make time to record two shows on one night. Mm -hmm. Just we're so uh, it's getting tight at the end of the month. So if that's the case, we'll still draw all the names and get who you are and figure out what the list is going to be. Yeah, uh, and then it'll just be recorded and released. You know, the beginning of May. Yep. So just look for that. We're not going to stiff you. Just you'll have to wait a week to hear it more than likely. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think that is it. You can follow me at Matt Nost uh, anywhere online. What about you, sir? You can follow me at The Roca Says on Twitter and on Instagram. And again, big shout out and thank you to everyone who came out to our Chicago show. I'm sure it's not the last uh, shows. I'm not sure it's not the last time we're going to mention it, but just want to say thank you so much. And Matt and I had a great time meeting all of you, talking to all of you. And, uh, you know, keep an eye out. There's more coming down the road. Yeah, hopefully we have announcements very soon. But yep. look for those Facebook groups or hit us up at Top 10 Live with the number 10 at Gmail. Top 10 Live at Gmail. The Top 10 Live at Gmail. There you go. All right. We'll see you next time on the Top 10 Show.